Thank you, Marilee. Uh, I'd like to also read from the pamphlet, Alcoholism, the Family Disease, something that helped me numerous times when I referred to this page, called The Do's and the Don'ts. Do forgive. Do be honest with yourself. Do be humble. Do take it easy. Tension is harmful. Do play. Find recreation and hobbies. Do keep on trying whenever you fail. Do learn the facts about alcoholism. Do attend Al-Anon meetings often. Do pray. Don't be self-righteous. Don't try to dominate, nag, scold, and complain. Don't lose your temper. Don't try to push anyone but yourself. Don't keep bringing up the past. Don't keep checking up on your alcoholic. Don't wallow in self-pity. Don't make threats you don't intend to carry out. Don't be overprotective. Don't be a doormat. The first time I read that, that was a very tall order for me. I didn't know how to take care of myself. I was... Uh, well, before I get into that, I'll give you a little background. Uh, five and a half years ago, my recovering alcoholic got into a hospital program. At the time, we had separated. I walked out. And um, though I had walked out that day, that wasn't the first time that I had uh, started divorce proceedings. I think that was maybe number three attempt and never went through with it. Uh, well, I was working uh, some maybe a week or so after I uh, walked out. I got a call at the job that from his mom that uh, he was in the hospital program and uh, that they wanted to talk to me. And I says, "Well, he's the one who's got the problem. I don't. They don't need me." <laughs> However, a counselor called me and she talked to me and. Uh, she got me to see that I was carrying around some garbage that I needed to get rid of, no matter what I intended to do with the rest of my life. That sounded like a pretty good idea. I had a few things I'd like to tell him, <laughs> what he did to me. Uh, so I did attend, and I, before I hung up, I told her that I was going to continue on with my divorce proceedings, no matter what. Well... The first night that I attended the um, program, we had a psychodrama on the schedule that evening. And uh, God works in mysterious ways because he, Leland and I were chosen to be the couple for the uh, session. And uh, gosh, did I unload. I had, I think, the whole place in tears that night, feeling very sorry for me and things that they could identify with, and uh, it was a very good catharsis for me. Uh, the hospital program was a uh, place where, for me, it made me aware that, yes, we had a lot of things to work on, that I was not his mother, I was not his keeper. Uh, I wasn't responsible for him, that I didn't cause the disease and so I couldn't cure it, and that I had a responsibility to myself. That was a tall order for me to hear. Um, so 
hearing all of these things that there was I had to play a part in my own recovery I could talk a good program but I wasn't walking a good program I was not feeling good inside I was still trying to look good to everybody that I had everything under control I felt I needed to be the strong one after all he wasn't taking care of business so who else had to do it right who could identify with that in this room <laughs> um, however I uh, didn't want to change I didn't know that that was my conscious decision at the time uh, but I slowly stopped going to meetings slowly stopped talking to people slowly started to stay at home watch TV and so emotionally spiritually and physically I was declining and my husband was doing very well <laughs> Another thing that I resented was going to meetings, a open AA meetings, and seeing uh, him get all of those loves and hugs and kisses, and I wasn't getting that many of them, you know, and I thought, gee whiz, what's going on here? He's the one who's got the problem, and yet everybody loves him. Uh, that tells you where I was. Uh, so after several months, I... Uh, had my moment of clarity I had to do something uh, there was something inside of me that said that Elanon was going to help me with all of this stuff that was going on inside of me things that I didn't even I couldn't even uh, put labels on the feelings were so confused I didn't know really what I was feeling and uh, when I first came into the program uh, as an outpatient uh, with Leland, I had got myself a sponsor after they encouraged us to go to Al-Anon and uh, uh, the sponsor that I chose for myself was somebody that was very sweet and gentle, loving and kind that I could push around uh, and I could easily tell her that no, I don't want to do that. I never did that. I never called everybody and anybody every day to tell them how I felt. I didn't want anybody to know how I felt. I didn't want anyone to know who I was, let alone know who I was, because I didn't want anyone to reject me. I wanted everybody to like me. Um, as God would have it, he played another role. Um, he had her move away after a year. And her move coincided with the time that I slipped away from the program. And now today I know that I got angry with God, you know. He did something again for me that I didn't particularly like. I couldn't accept. It wasn't my way. Um, then as I came back to the meetings, the first meeting that I had gone to, there was a lady sitting in the front row. That initial Al-Anon meetings I attended, she was there. And golly, she was a tough lady when she shared. And um, I was scared of her. I just was plain scared of her. And yet when I saw her, there was something that urged me to go up to her, get courage, and ask her to be my sponsor. And I'll tell you, when I walked up to that lady, my heart was pounding. <laughs> my mouth was dry. I thought this lady, she's going to say, no, I don't want to see you either. Uh, but she didn't. She hugged me, she kissed me, she told me she loved me. 
God, I needed to hear that. Oh, you see, I didn't love myself in those days. Gosh, that's, I can feel that emotion so strongly right now. But she took, gave me three instructions that I was to follow if I was to be her baby, to be in her family. And uh, number one, she wanted me to read the big book because she said, Mary, if it wasn't for Alcoholics Anonymous, we wouldn't have a program today. Okay, that didn't sound so bad. She says, I want you to go to at least three meetings a week. And that wasn't so bad either because at that point I was going to a meeting a day and on some days two a day. The third thing was to call her every day and it was a certain amount of time in the mornings uh, because it fit into her schedule. Now I didn't like that but I also knew that I had to do it for my own recovery. I had made this conscious decision that I needed to do just for myself to get myself well and let Leland do his own program. And that's when I started my recovery in Al-Anon, when I got this lady who was going to be my guide through the program. And it was also, you know, my surrender, my willingness, my being open-minded to hearing what somebody else's viewpoint was, let alone mine. And uh, I've done those things, and I cried to her, and she listened to me. And then she says, Mary, that's enough. Uh, you listen to me now. And she gave me her experience, strength, and hope. And she told, not she didn't tell me, she suggested. Nobody gives advice in Al-Anon. The choices were always mine as what I was going to do with what she suggested. And, um, you know, she's 16 years in Al-Anon. She has a very strong spiritual program. And that was the biggie reason that I chose her, that she had such a strong spiritual program, because I knew I was lacking in my God. That's something that I really am grateful to Al-Anon, because as I have progressed in my recovery, Elanon has reintroduced me to my God, and He's with me on a daily basis. He does everything with me today. I say He's a He. I don't know if anybody's in this room that would say a She, but I call my God a He. And uh, may sound silly, but He goes marketing with me. He does the laundry with me. Sometimes I get upset with Him because He doesn't do my windows. But that's okay. I'll get someone else to do that. Elanon um, also has done for me um, in uh, helping to open me up to people that I do have an opinion, I do have feelings that I can share, and I will not be talking to each and every one of you, but there might be just one person in this room that can identify with what I'm saying. And that's something I'm grateful for. And if it's no one out there sitting down there, then it's me. <laughs> um, Alan, 
Ramadan has also given me a new philosophy. It's given me some tools to deal with life that comes my way on a daily basis. Uh, every morning before I get out of bed, I make my conscious contact with God. I'll say, good morning, God, what are we going to do today? That automatically puts him in the driving seat. Uh, today, our days are very nice. There are days that um, I can remember in the past where I didn't even want to get out of bed. I didn't want to start my day. I wanted to stay in the cocoon of my bed with the covers over my head. And today, I look forward to each day that I start. Um, I love when I talk to my sponsor. There's days that I don't reach her because somebody else has got to her before I did. The line is busy. And I've learned to make a call again and again if necessary. And uh, she tells me what I need to hear, as well as the things that I hear at the meetings. Uh, I never leave a meeting without hearing something that I can use, something that I need to hear. Um, the um, days that uh, I have today, my priorities continue to shift. Uh, one of my, it's my Al-Anon recovery is always the very first in my mornings. The uh, other big recovery is a physical recovery for me, so that requires physical exercise and walking and going to the Nautilus gym. Uh, and that's another form of me learning how to take care of myself. And it's still uncomfortable because there's times my head tells me, gee, you know, there's other people out there that have medical problems and they don't do what I have to do. So there I am, I'm comparing myself with other people still. But I know that I, if I use steps and the slogans, they're all part of my life today. Because as I am getting ready in the morning, I am also repeating the first three steps to myself. And it reminds me that I am powerless over alcohol, people, places, and things. And that my life is unmanageable. And still there are times with my head running with me, I can still feel that way. But it's not as bad as it used to be. Nothing is as bad as it used to be. Everything is better. My relationship with my husband is the best it's ever been in our entire married life. I've learned how to release our 33-year-old daughter. She just moved out of the house about two years ago. She was so bonded to me, so attached to me, that she was living through me. She was feeling my hurts, my disappointments, my resentments, my anger. And she felt that, well, there were many times in the um, days before our treatment that she was my mother. I cried on her shoulder. You know what he did last night? Boy. Uh, and so we played off of each other because then she would then say, well, you know what he did to me. <laughs> it was not a healthy relationship. And today she's out there. She's got her own apartment. She still is working in Leland's office, but that's none of my business. And that's something that Alanon has taught me, that to stay out of other people's business and keep my nose in my own business, take care of myself.
I can share my feelings, but I cannot expect other people to live by my standards. That was a big thing for me to accept. But life is certainly easier since I have today. Um, it's not a, a controlling relationship, it's a sharing relationship. That's what Elanon has taught me. Um, as I've said, uh, the learn to say the first three steps daily. Uh, it's not just the one time. And there's times it's hourly or minutes apart that I do repeat them for myself because it helps me to keep my perspective that I am not the one in control of other people, just myself. Um, be, my husband was a physician. I used him also to treat me medically. I would go to him with my problems. and. Uh, he would give me the medication that I needed. That was a big responsibility. And I don't do that today. I have my own physician. That's growth for me. Um, coming back to our daughter, I, I, um, that was such a sick relationship that uh, still today when we have conversations and she will turn the conversation towards uh, him not doing things the way she likes it. And uh, I can turn the conversation into a different area today. And I somehow just didn't know how to do that before. Um, I just didn't know how. I was always just so confused. I wanted people to like me so much that I wanted everybody's approval. Um, so if they felt like they wanted to talk about him, then, okay, well, listen. And then I was churning inside. Uh, I just didn't know how to take care of myself. Um, I'd learn how to take care of my own car when it goes on, on the pro, it has its own problem. I call up, Whoever I feel needs, uh, has the experience to do it. I'm using somebody that's on the uh, AA recovery program today. And I can tell my husband at the end of the day when I see him that this is what I've done. Not running to him and telling him, or asking him what should I do? Where do you want me to take the car? <laughs> I had to ask permission for everything. Uh, the other factor that I thought was uh, my responsibility was to um, well basically mother him is what I did and then it ended up smothering him I didn't give him any space uh, I had lost me so much in taking care of him and trying to fix his anger and his resentments his uh, sadness, his depressions. Um, so you know what happened. I tried to fix him so much I fell right in there with him. And today I learned that in Al-Anon that he has the right of feeling his own feelings. And um, he has his own program, his own friends, his own sponsor that he can go to. He doesn't need me. 
By the same token, I have the very same opportunity. But Al-Anon has to be worked by each one of us. No one else can do it for us. For me, to s- I'm on my maintenance side of the program now. I, I know that because emotionally and spiritually I am better. But the big book does say it is spiritual progress and not perfection that we strive for. So some days for me are better, some days are not. But that's okay. That's okay. That's a phrase that I have really learned to use a lot for myself today, knowing that it's just for today. Yeah, I don't have to carry over garbage from yesterday to today. If I made a mistake, if I... Um, Don't pick, if I forget to remember something at the market, that's no biggie thing. I would have to run out to the market immediately before Al-Anon was in my life. Had to be perfect, you know. It, don't tell anybody about all of that stuff. Um, nothing is just that important. The, um, uh, the amends that I had to make were um, still not completed. As I mentioned earlier, uh, we came in the program five and a half years ago, but then I slipped away. Then I started working with my Al-Anon program just two years ago, June. (coughs) And uh, when I did my fourth step well, I, I shouldn't get into all of that because we're going to have it later on in the day, but it's a very important part of my recovery because I cried so much when I was writing that. I don't know if anyone else can identify with that, but I certainly did. It, it For me to realize at that point that, yes, I had a big part in starting so many of our arguments at home. He was the quiet one. I was the big mouth who was starting all of the arguments at home. Uh, that was tough for me to accept. You know, I was still struggling under being perfect. Um, I don't go to him with all kinds of little itsy bitsy things. My sponsor says, call me first. We'll walk through it. And if there's anything that needs to be shared with him, she says, but you'll find that so often it doesn't need to reach him at all. And it really doesn't because I have my own illness. I have my own disease. Uh, my self-esteem, I need to build that up. My self-worth. Um, and that's getting better on a daily basis, too. Uh, I would never stand up here in front of you people and talk like this and tell you what we did. Uh, as I shared that I was I was always wanting to be the strong perfect one which I appeared I think I appeared this way you know at least that's the image I was portraying and um, once I started my Al-Anon recovery I ended up doing the craziest things at that point when I was trying to learn about my own feelings um, we went through uh, all kinds of things, including infidelity, and I felt that was all his problem. He was doing that to me again. Um, not so. I had a part in that. Uh, 
as I had shared uh, one time, I felt like I was uh, a dragon lady. Boy, when my mouth was opened up, there'd be nothing but fire coming out. There was absolutely no kindness, no tenderness, no compassion within me. And this is what Elanon has taught me to do. Um, one of the first requirements that she, my sponsor had me do is to be kind and courteous to say thank you and please, just those very simple, basic um, Emily Post manners that I had forgotten all about doing for my husband. That worked like, I didn't want to do that. After all, I was angry with him for putting me where I was. But today I'm a grateful Al-Anon member because I see me as being a much more content and happy person. Um, there are, uh, you know, another thing that I learned that I have choices. That I, if I really stop and use the Serenity Prayer or the first three steps that it helps change my attitude, that I can think through a problem that's in front of me to take care of. I don't have to run to Leland to help me decide what to do. I take care of it by myself. As I said, it was the car. Um, there was a little incident that happened that um, I'd like to share with you. A couple of months ago, I went out to uh, the second-story balcony to sweep the balcony from the eucalyptus leaves that fall from the neighbor's eucalyptus tree. And today, in my recovery, there's an awful lot of before Al-Anon and what I'm doing today in Al-Anon uh, philosophy. And... Uh, before Al-Anon, I would have been very angry with these people. They had this tree there, let it grow over into our yard, getting all dirty leaves in our yard. Uh, and today I accept, you know, I don't have any control over that. Um, and when I went out there with my broom and my sack, paper sack to brush, sweep up all the leaves, uh, I thought I'd better close the sliding door so the dust doesn't get in there. Well, when I slid the door shut, it has a lock on the bottom of it that snapped it locked. The good part of that was that there was a four, about a four-inch opening that permitted me to get the broom handle inside uh, and with body mechanics to keep my back in proper alignment, I felt that with God's help, if I don't panic and just try and get a rhythm going with um, pushing the door back and forth and getting the broom handle going at the same time in a different rhythm, <laughs> maybe I could pop that little lever out of the hole. Uh, it didn't work immediately. Uh, what I was really needing to learn was that it takes, it's in God, God's time, not mine. It's my responsibility to keep my attitude in a good, proper place. 
uh, I have choices whether what kind of an attitude it's going to be. So what I did, I uh, got a bird's eye view of the backyard is what I did. Uh, I was able to uh, look at the yard from up that second balcony and I made a mental uh, plan of where I would plant flowers. Uh, I was able to look around the neighborhood and uh, realize that yeah, no one else was home, so it was really up to me to get myself out of this situation. Now see, this is another real important uh, development because before Elanon, I would have very likely jumped off of the balcony or slithered down the post to the first floor. But and in doing that, I would have hurt myself. I know that today. But today I'm able to stop and think, okay? And I realized that I thought, okay, if I would get myself down off of that balcony, there's no way I could get in the house. All the doors are locked downstairs. We don't have a key hidden around outside. Uh, so again, it was just, I had to stay right where I was and get myself out of it. And after about two hours, it's, the combination worked. It, the lock unlocked and I got into the house. And I was just elated that me and God got me out of a situation. Nobody else. <laughs> and see, before Ellen and I also would have been really angry with the previous people who had put that lock on that door. Now, didn't they know that that thing could lock so easily from there, you know, right on the balcony side. So I would have put the blame on somebody else. So it, it was my responsibility. And I just couldn't wait to share that with Leland when he came home that night. And at that point, I was able to really thank him for having brought me into the program Valenon. And he took a, you know, you've seen these double takes, you know, he's walking out of the kitchen and he looks back at me because he didn't really know that that's how I felt. And it, it, it had to be something like that, that I see that as a God message to me today that enables me to get in touch with my feelings that God is in charge of my life, not me and that I can share and be open about how I feel with my spouse today. And our sharing today is just its getting better and better. That's all I can say, and I'm going to keep coming back. Thank you. And at this point, I have a few minutes, but I would like to have some of our old-timers that have been to Al-Anon meetings come up and share until we're through with this, and share with the newcomers how they've used Al-Anon in their recovery so far. Do I have anyone who come up here and give us a couple minutes? It's scary, I know. <laughs> well, if not, then I could continue. Oh, okay. Bobby is coming up to the podium for us. What I have to share is nothing to do with me. It has to do with Mary. I've known Mary and her husband for 
six or seven years. And you know there's a saying, the courage to change. The thing that Mary didn't touch upon herself, about herself, is that courage. I am a physician in the same program that they went through. And I don't know if I'm supposed to do this, it may not be very Al-Anon, it may be very co-alcoholic, but I don't care. <laughs> There's a guru that comes into our hospital or our area every so often. He's a specialist in family therapy, Kempler by name. He has an institute called the Kempler Institute, and he's rather a genius. And he held a session for us at our hospital. And Mary Leland volunteered. Can you imagine being cross-examined, being examined, put in, under a microscope in front of a bunch of people, as many as here, and they shared. And at that stage of their development, doing 12-step work like that was just phenomenal, and I learned an awful lot from it. I'm a recovering co-alcoholic and I've had to change I've had to learn to change and the one thing I'd like to share today is that <clears throat> I have no loyalty to the past anymore what served as my conscience or my higher power didn't serve me any good it just made my sickness worse and the courage to change means that we have to give up our ideas I had to give up my references to my higher power, which came from my mother, from my teachers, from my older sisters. And to change those ideas, to change one's convictions, to change one's superego, to change one's conscience, takes an awful lot of courage. And I really have to congratulate Mary and Leland. Another thing that I have to say about them is that Leland has a nice office with a great big, well not great big, but a really adequate consulting, I mean waiting room. And that waiting room is probably used every night of the week for a 12-step program. And every Tuesday I go there for my home stag Al-Anon meeting. And so again my thanks to Mary and to Leland. Now I have to share with you in that today I can accept what Bob has said about me because I know I worked very hard to be where I am today. And yes, I realized that the change had to start with me. I couldn't wait for anyone else to make the changes that I felt I wanted in my life. And once I made that decision, as you can see, I'm up here talking to you. I may not be as articulate as some of you are out there, but that's okay. I'm me. <laughs> Is there anyone else? Okay. Well, we'll just close then.